Welcome to the Data Center of the Future podcast series sponsored by Dell. I'm Russ Riley, along with Jeff Johnson. And today we're speaking with data center thermal engineers Ty Schmidt and David Moss from Dell. Jeff, what's on tap for today? Today, Ty and David are going to talk about the practical issues of managing thermals in a complex data center. Ty and David, welcome to the program. And to start off, give us an overview of why we are discussing thermals in the data center today. Data center thermals has become a uh, much more of an urgent issue with our customers over the last few years as our product power densities have gone up. We're here today to talk about things that they need to uh, be aware of and things that we're doing to uh, help address the problem. Guys, we're often led to believe that thermals is really a server issue, and I'm wondering if that's really true. What are the kinds of questions that you get from customers? We used to get the question, how many systems can your rack cool? How many of your systems can your racks cool in our environment, right? We used to get those types of questions, and now people are beginning to understand more and more that the issue isn't a server issue. It's an environmental issue. It's an issue with providing enough cool air and power to the system. Ty, what are the major problems you're seeing? Problems are that no two data centers are alike, typically, and because of that, the solution that applies to one customer doesn't necessarily apply to the others. We have to understand those those differences, the dynamics of the room, what's going into the room, the room itself, to help understand what a potential solution looks like to a given customer's problem. The real problem, the underlying problem with most customers is one of two or three things. They can't provision enough cold air in an air-cooled environment. They can't provision enough cold air to cool their products, or they can't provide enough power to power their products. So... What, what are we trying to do? We're trying to understand thermodynamics of the room, the environment. How do our products influence a given data center environment? What does an increase in airflow consumption mean per U, per rack in an area of a data center? What does an increase in heat dissipation mean in that same space or that same area? And how can we influence our products, design our products to help optimize or reduce the impact to the customer? Also, how can we help educate the customer on what to do in their environment to, to help deploy more systems or optimize their power cost or their infrastructure support to help cool and power the products as well? Well, wait a second. Aren't all data centers configured pretty much the same way? You know, a bunch of racks with servers and a big air conditioner? The answer is no. The answer is uh, there are a lot of data centers that use a lot of the same building blocks, whether it's raised floor, HVAC, humidification components, racks. But how they do it, how they're controlling the air supply, the air return differs greatly. The main issue that we see being able to adequately provide enough chilled air to cool our products to their specified amounts. It's not a statement of our products or our competitor products. It's really a, a problem across any product that goes into a data center. There is a certain amount of air at a certain temperature that components must be cooled to to help dissipate the heat out of the product. And over time, that amount of air has increased just like power has increased. And that's not well known by most of our customers that not only is power going up, but airflow consumption is going up as well. Data centers that were built 10, 15 years ago, even five years ago, that were providing a certain volumetric airflow to the fronts of those systems at a certain temperature, that air is being consumed at a higher rate now or higher amount. What's happening is systems that aren't getting further up away from a raised floor, for instance, systems that are not getting that chilled air are pulling air from where it they can get it, which is a, either a return path back to the HVAC unit 
research within the rack, over the rack, around the rack rows, mixing with whatever air is in the ambient environment. That's why we see more and more temperature increases higher up in the rack. It's not because heat's rising, it's because there's a depletion point and hot air is being pulled around to the fronts of the system. How are the issues around thermals being addressed in the design of servers? Typically, you'll use the analogy with customers that as a computer maker, we've seen the same challenge lead the data center challenge at a product level. And what I mean by that is uh, over time, we've had to get much more precise about where we provision cold air, inlet air into our systems and get much more precise about how we deliver that air, how we channel it. The heat sink mechanisms and fan algorithms and things that go inside our system are much more complicated and perform at a much higher degree than they did you know, in two or three previous product generations. That same thing applies. It can just be scaled up to the data center. These data centers are just large computers. They all have airflow dynamics issues just like our systems do. Uh, the reason they're seeing it later than we see it as computer manufacturers is that they have systems that are older systems that lag from a power standpoint and airflow consumption standpoint. So now they're just now beginning to see more and more of that as they're deploying more and more later systems. How do workloads impact thermals? All of the different components within a product, as they are taxed with a certain application load, consume more power. Depends on whether it's hard drives or processors or memory, they will consume more power. And as workloads increase, the amount of power consumed increases. And in some cases, we have to pull more air through the system to help cool those components down. Depends on the inlet temperature of the product and the thermal solution that's tied to that product within our system. But as workloads increase, thermal tax or cooling tax increases as well. Component level Power is going up, right? You start at the component and build your way up to the data center. Component level power is going up. You increase the number of components uh, in a system, and that effect goes up at the system level. When you multiply a number of those systems within a rack, then the rack level goes up at the same time. You put a lot of those racks into a data center, then yeah. the data center tax goes up. So it, it scales as you go from component up to rack level. See, I might answer that differently, though. I don't think workloads have that much effect at the data center level. When you look at most data centers, most products are running 15 20% utilization. The difference between that and sitting in idle is really not too different. Now, over time, as virtualization starts being used, you might see those utilization levels raise. So workload could actually have a, a bigger impact at that point. In the future, we're likely to see processor idle powers drop uh, using better power management. So there could be more of an impact with a high-level workload versus the server sitting there doing nothing. You get some customers, you know, what's the definition of workload stress? They have between idle, push my system on, my Windows idle, I'm saying I'm at 200 watts, I'm consuming 200 watts per U. When I start hammering the processors with my application, I go up to 310 watts. Well, that's that can be significant, right? If that's what's your definition of workload yeah. stress, idle versus any kind of workload, right, you're going to see attacks. Another perspective at this is the difference between idle and a very stressful application, depending on the customer's application, uh, we've seen anything from a very little impact to a very decently large impact, uh, anywhere from 10, 15% to 100 plus percent, meaning a given customer has 200 watts at idle, depending on their configuration or so forth, may see three, 350, 400 watts under stress, right? And that's completely dependent on their application load and how it performs on the system or how it taxes the system. I want to make sure the aspect of fan power 
power to cool. It's not well understood that the power to cool, meaning the power to run fans within a system, is one of the more taxing elements to some of our dense products. It's something that we are very aggressively and have very aggressively been trying to improve and optimize designs on. This is obviously a big topic, and we'd like to continue this conversation in our podcast next week. But to wrap up for today, what are the key points you would like our listeners to walk away with? Key points that uh, are important. One, you have to not only understand your environment and the dynamics within your environment, you have to understand the equipment and the behavior of that equipment independent of the environment. You need to take advantage of the services that your component suppliers offer that are available in the industry to help you optimize, help you understand that environment. The last thing that's critical is that you should not rely on just published power and airflow data. Application, configuration, those types of things can heavily influence the amount of power consumed by a given product. That's not a statement of just Dell products. Customers need to take that product test it in a controlled environment and understand the power consumption based on their application. Use that data to help plan for future deployment or future changes in your environment. Thanks, guys. And join us next week when we talk about the steps you can take to improve the thermals in your data center environment. And for more information, visit dell.com energy.